0: Welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, Doug Doan, and joining me this segment is Cassidy Huff, disability rights activist, actress, currently a stand-up comedian, best-selling author, and former Make-A-Wish wish recipient. Join us as we look at issues that affect us here at home in our community and across the nation. Today, we're going to talk about Make-A-Wish and the impact of a wish. Cassidy, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come talk to me, especially considering that you are wrapping up your uh, senior, your final quarter in college.
1: Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and excited to be here.
0: So first, um, tell me about yourself. Can you give us uh, an idea about what you and your family were facing, how you came to be involved with Make-A-Wish, and uh, the how you came to be involved in having your wish fulfilled?
1: Yeah, now you'll have to forgive me a little bit because I was four when this <laughs> happened. Uh, this was 15 years ago, so... Um, I was four, almost five. Uh, so my memories of the day are a little fuzzy, but I've heard my mom and my wish grantors talk about it so much. I feel pretty confident in my abilities. Uh, um, yeah, so I have a very rare form of dwarfism called Conradie-Hünermann syndrome. Um, it affects everything in my body. I'm half blind, so I'm blind out of my right eye. I'm deaf out of my left ear. I have kyphoscoliosis, which is kyphosis and scoliosis combined. Um, So my spine bends and it twists, which is really fun and exciting. Um, My entire right side, including my lung, is about five inches shorter than my left. You know, the whole nine yards, I have it all. Um, I cover just about every, I check every single box for disability that you can have pretty much. So it's really fun. Uh, And when I was younger, when I was one, I think I had rods placed. um, And then every six months I had to go in and get them lengthened. So every six months I had to have a whole surgery, um, you know, dedicated to just keeping me alive and keeping my spine straight. And I've now racked up my surgery points. I've had 43 surgeries in my almost 21 years on this planet. So that's pretty crazy. Um, and yeah, so I was I was in and out of the hospital a lot when I was little. From the time I was six months old to the time I was 18 years old, I was in and out of the hospital at least every six months. Every six months was usually just for surgery, but I was in and out of the hospital probably every month or two um just because I had a weakened immune system so I constantly had pneumonia or a croup or RSV or all three at the same time um or you know something happening. Um, I also have re- restrictive lung disease so that makes me susceptible to a lot of um respiratory infections and respiratory you know things so I was constantly in and out of the hospital my longest stay at the time was 17 days. Uh, 12 of those were in the ICU. And, um, I had a very young single mom and a little sister. So she was trying to take care of us both. And I was very medically challenged. So I was constantly in and out of the hospital. And I think it was, I want to say my mom's going to kill me later if this is wrong, but, um, I want to say that a nurse recommended me for Mega wish Um, It was either a nurse or one of my, one of my doctors on my team. Um, I don't, I don't really remember which one it was, but they, they uh, submitted me and they recommended me for a wish.
0: So do they come to you and they say, Hey, we would like to grant a wish for you. You know, what do you want? Do they kind of like help you along that process? Did you already know what you wanted (laughs) to do with your wish?
1: Um, Yeah. So my mom you know, kind of had the reins on the majority of it because I was four. So yeah. <laughs> um I think I was around maybe just turned four, maybe even three when Make a Wish came to me. Um and they they really when a child is that young mm. they're not involved in the beginning processes of it very much, from my understanding. Um or at least I don't I don't remember being very involved. Um because you know there's a lot of logistics and I think one of my wish granters asked, I think there was a meeting prior um, to discuss qualifications and whether or not I was able to have a wish. And um, after it was deemed that I could, then the question was, okay, well, what do you think she would want to wish for? What do you think your daughter is going to wish for? Just so we're prepped, you know? And my mom said that she thought I was going to wish for some Disney princess something, um Disney maybe she thought I might want a room makeover or like a princess spa day like any four-year-old little girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then they came to me and I just remember it being more like a less of a meeting and more like a play session like here are two new friends and they're gonna play with you and so we were drawing And I'd always loved the stage and I always, I mean, surprise, Uh, (laughs) I was always just obsessed with being the center of attention. And so I, um, I drew a picture of me on a stage. I didn't really understand what a stage was, Mm -hmm. um, but I saw people like Taylor Swift and, and Rascal flats was a huge, they were both huge um, inspirations for me, even at, at four. And I, I was like, I, I don't really know what this means, but I want to do what they do. I want to sing on stage. Uh, I want to make people happy. And, and music was always something that I really, really resonated with. You know, I, I My mom says that when I was younger, I memorized the route to the hospital. And the hospital is a very scary place when you are a mm-hmm. child. And I automatically would start screaming and crying once I realized where we were going every time. <laughs> um, and she would turn on Rascal Flats and I would stop. Hmm. and so that was just kind of a coincidence at the time my mom's like oh she's just really musically inclined i love to sing i memorized every single song ever on the radio she would just turn songs on and be like how do you know this how do you know every word um and i was just i was very musically inclined little did we know at the time i have perfect pitch um so you know that's a factor Hmm. but uh i i just always loved music and so i i drew a picture and i said i want to be on stage and they were like okay um well you know if you could have one wish they're really trying to get it out of me how do you get it out of a four-year-old like what what they want to wish for if they have one wish in the whole world so they kind of explained it to me like like aladdin you know like a like a genie if you have one wish what do you want to wish for and i said i want to meet rascal flats don't know where that came from no idea how that came about uh no idea and so they were like oh okay. And it kind of took everyone in the room back. And my mom was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And my mom was like, okay, I guess she wants to meet Rascal Flatts. And nobody was expecting that answer. (laughs) Um, And so from then on, it was all right. Well, I guess her wish is going to be to meet Rascal Flatts.
0: (laughs) So, you know, first of all, I just, I want to kind of do like a a little callback here because The day that I met you was at a charity event raising money for Seattle Children's and you came into the room and sang for everybody. So I think (laughs) you were well prepared to be an entertainer even even back then. That was like five, six years ago, I think. Um,
1: Well, you know, now I'm about to graduate with my degree in musical theater. So, yeah.
0: So, I well, (laughs) I mean, at the time, if you would have told me that I'd have gone. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, So. Wish Day, the day that this all comes to fruition, walk us through yeah. what it's like to actually experience that, having your wish fulfilled.
1: Yeah. Again, you're going to have to forgive me because I was four, so there sure. are some giant gaps in my memory. Um, but from what I what I remember and what I've been told, um, it was a big thing. <laughs> um, Rascal Flats was coming to play the Tacoma Dome in Seattle, and uh, it was all set for my wish and, and for make a wish, you know which days they go all out there's it's, it's a whole thing. So, um, I was with uh, my my mom and, and apparently there was also some some issues with who I was going to specifically meet. Um, they wouldn't let me meet the whole band for some reason. I eventually had a meet and greet, but it was very short. And so they wanted to know who I wanted to eat dinner with. They wanted to know who I wanted to do an eat and greet with before the show. So they would come out. It was this whole like five star three course meal that, situation situation. And so I was like, well, I want to do it with Jay DeMarcus, who is the um the, the lead guitarist. Um I don't know why. I don't know why I chose Jay. <laughs> no idea. Um and so they were like, okay, and there was there's some issues with that, but eventually it got figured out. And this this was a whole process, you know, it took months and I'm willing to say even maybe a year to mm-hmm. get the day organized. And so they were, they were coming to Seattle they were coming to play the Tacoma Dome and I remember it was a secret um they they wanted to hide it from me um so they wanted they wanted it to be like this whole big reveal surprise happening and I remember my mom and my sister and I um my sister was I was four turning five so my sister was two maybe three uh I think two and so um we got to the hotel and they wanted my mom wanted to get coffee and I was really upset because I wanted hot chocolate and everybody kept telling me no, because they were like, no, there, you're going to have enough sugar for the rest of the day. Just leave it, <laughs> stop, stop. And I was melting down on my wish day and they were like, oh my God, how do we like p- people were taking pictures. And my mom was like, oh <laughs> my God, how do we make her stop crying? Like it's wish day, shut up. Um. So, so they uh, eventually got me hot chocolate because they threw a whole fit about it. And, um, I was also about to have surgery. And, um, so it was like two ish weeks out from my surgery. Mm. Uh, and they, uh, we finally get to the hotel. They got me my hot chocolate and we, there was a limo that pulled up, um, to take us to the, the venue, the Tacoma Dome. And uh, the the limo pulls up and and everybody's, you know, taking pictures. Everybody's excited. Wish ranchers are there. Everything's happening. And I remember I looked at my mom. I was not faced by the limo at all. I was like, obviously, that's what I'm going to ride in. Because clearly, I was just a star in my head. It was like, obviously, that's what's going (laughs) to happen. Big car, you know. I looked at my mom and I was like, wait, where is my car seat? And she was like, "You don't ride in a car seat in a limo." And my sister and I were ecstatic because we didn't have to ride in car seats. Um, that was like the highlight of my whole wish day. If you ask me, when I was four, that was that was it. Um, not the singing on stage part. It was it was the no car seats. Um, after that, we went to the venue. I don't remember a whole lot. Um, I remember a lot because there are, are pictures of like meeting everybody, and but I don't remember. You know walking through backstage or anything like that Mm -hmm. um i remember having the eat and greet with jay and we got to talk to him a lot and he was just the sweetest person my sister was terrified of him because it was the early 2000s and he had spiky hair and she was very scared of it um but other than that yeah he he gave me a guitar that was signed i still have it it's at my mom's house in seattle nice um yeah and it was it was great and then we went to meet the whole band and we met the whole band uh, and, you know, big meet and greet time. We got a lot of pictures. Um, I was wearing my little wish button. And as we were we were um, waiting for the meet and, or as we were at the meet and greet, uh, we were taking photos and and Gary LaVox, who is uh, the lead singer of Rascal Flats, but is also Jada Marcus's cousin, he knelt down and he was like, Cassie, why did you choose to meet my cousin instead of me? And I, as my little sassy four-year-old self, put my hand on his shoulder and I said, Gary, I'm sure you're someone's favorite. Um, <laughs> and that took, uh, my mom was like, I am so sorry. She does not know what she's saying. Everybody thought it was very funny. That's how my stand-up career uh, career actually started, was right yeah. there. Um, and then I didn't understand what was funny. And then I looked and I said, can I sing on stage? Which was not planned. Um, but who are you? Who's going to tell the sick little four-year-old on her wish day? No, mm-hmm. you can't sing on stage. So they were like, we have some stuff to figure out because um, it is kind of a liability to have a little four-year-old disabled girl up on stage with thousands of people. Um, but I had never performed outside of my house. So my mom was like, "Are you? do you know how many people are out there? And I was like, I don't care. Can I sing on stage? And they were like, what song do you want to sing? And for some reason, I said my wish. Nice. I don't know. What inclined me, but I said my wish and uh, uh, they were like, okay. And so the biggest thing was that they didn't want me to get sick um, because I was having surgery like two weeks later. And if I got sick, I couldn't have surgery. So it was kind of a whole big thing. Um, But the time came. Uh, Oh, before that, actually, before I sang on stage, we were waiting for the elevator and uh, the elevator opens and out comes Taylor Swift, who was 15, I think, 16 at the time um very young no one knew who she she was and she was opening for rascal flats um for her very first album that came out and so she took the time um against her manager's will uh everybody was trying to rush her and be like taylor we gotta go we gotta go and she was like "No, no no let me say hi to this little girl and her family so she knelt down and she took a lot of photos with me my sister and i and um and it was, it was incredible. She was absolutely amazing. I highly doubt she would even remember who I was. But, you know, it's okay. Uh, <clears throat> she was still amazing. And her mom was amazing too. And, and that was one of the highlights. Um, people don't believe me until I pull out the picture. I'm like, yeah, Taylor Swift really did kiss me on the cheek. Promise. Um, then we uh, took our seats. And when it came time, somebody came and got my mom, my sister, and I because um, they wouldn't let me go alone. I was begging my mom to go take her seat. She refused. Um, she's like, no, I'm not missing like side stage getting this on film. Like, hello? No. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I'm fine, mom. Go sit down. She's like, no, I'm not leaving my four-year-old. <laughs> like, what? No. Um, so they lifted me up on stage and I walked the entire stage. They, originally, it was just supposed to be me standing there and singing. I just started walking. I was like, this is my stage. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they gave me the mic a few times. I tried to like grab it from his hand. He wouldn't let me have it. I was upset. Um, and then, uh, we walked around the stage for a little bit. I sang the song made everybody cry, you know, um, as you do. And then I, um, that was, that was pretty much it. I got off stage and everybody was still crying. Um, and then we stayed in a hotel that night and it was yeah, I don't remember very much after that. I just remember being on stage and being feeling like this was this was right. Like that that's where I was meant to be and this is what I was meant to do for the rest of my life at at four, which is crazy for me to even say out loud. But um yeah, yeah. that was the first day in a nutshell. That's a
0: crazy experience, uh, first of all. Two, um, so let's talk about the impact of it. Um, do yeah. you feel like Uh, furthering and continuing with treatments, going back to the hospital, like, was there any impact on your outlook, uh, after the wish day, um, versus beforehand that you can remember considering again, you were four.
1: (laughs) I mean, I, before I started first grade, um, and at that time I hadn't started school yet. I thought that every kid went through that. So I was really confused. Uh, i remember being really confused as to why my sister didn't get a wish uh i was like well that doesn't make sense to me like every kid goes through this like this is a normal thing uh because at the time i didn't really have any friends my age uh kids wouldn't play with me because i looked different and I, and I hadn't started school yet so how was i to know <laughs> like how how would i know that sure. it wasn't a normal thing um so I was just mainly confused about it at that time, but um, like why it wasn't normal. Um, Cause I didn't have any other references. So, but I was always a happy kid. I was always happy. I was always optimistic. I was always singing and dancing and directing my sister around to sing and dance with me. And um, so I, I can't say that it, it impacted um, my outlook on it afterwards but it definitely impacted my outlook on it on my life and my situation later um as a teenager Mm. uh as a teenager you know you don't you don't want to go through that (laughs) you want to be out having fun at the movies or at the mall with your friends at 13 Mm -hmm. you don't want to be stuck in a hospital for 52 days like that's not fun um and so music is what kept me going music is what I'm willing to say music is what kept me alive. And uh, there were a lot of very scary moments where um, we were told that they weren't sure if I, if I was going to make it or um, if I was going to, you know, (laughs) be able to have the same function that I, that I do. And, Mm -hmm. and it, it was very scary, but music is what helped me. And, and my wish experience is also what, kept me going, Um, you know, I, I still stay in contact with Rascal Flats. Oh, nice. Yeah, I still do. Actually, Gary is on a solo tour right now and he's coming to LA in May. And my mom texted him and asked if uh, it like what we would have to do to get VIP tickets. And so we got VIP tickets. We're going to go hang out with Gary for a night when he comes um, to tour LA in a few months. So, you know, it's just things like that.
0: And take the mic from him on stage this time. Yes,
1: I will absolutely be doing that. Um, but, you know, we, we still stayed in contact with him for my whole childhood. Um, the whole band, you know, we every any time they came to Seattle, I somehow wound up talking myself backstage. Nice. Even if we didn't have backstage tickets, I just knew how to talk to people. And once we got back there, the everybody knew who I was um, and remembered me as the little girl who sang on stage. And. And they were also involved in in wanting to see me grow and wanting to see um, me, uh, you know, become the artist and the, the person I am today. And so I think those are the moments that kept me going. Those were definitely because of my wish and my wish impacted me today, because if I didn't have that experience, I was really thinking about being a teacher, you know, yeah. I was really thinking about uh, going to school, going to Princeton for history. Um, I, and without my wish, I would have done those things. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have lit the the fire in me, the performance fire in me, I don't think. And, and, um, now I am a performer and now I'm, in, I'm in LA living the dream, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a college student. And it, it, it impacted me today because it lit the performance fire in me and showed me that that was what I was meant to do.
0: I think you've already accomplished a lot. I mean, an author. I've mm-hmm. I've heard you sing. You're a fantastic singer. I've watched you do stand up, and you are quite hilarious. And the thing, the thing that I, you know, it's for whatever reason, you're you have a comfort on the stage that I think a lot of people don't have. Um, and yeah. it just seems very natural. And to put that back to like you started basically performing at four years old because of yeah. the, the opportunity for a wish. I suppose that kind of makes sense. You, why would you have fear of being out in front of people? You've been doing it your whole life. Yeah. Um, so th- then I kind of have a two-part question to, to kind of wrap this up then. Um, what would you say uh, to people who are currently waiting on their wish fulfillment um, uh, about what this is going to be like for them, what to expect? And uh, what would you say to those of us out there who have not personally experienced this process and who may want to help out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those who are waiting for wishes, I know it seems like an eternity. I, I understand. Um, I, I can't imagine uh, because, you know, I got my wish so young, but uh, I can only imagine what it that how long. It must feel. And I know because of the pandemic, some things were postponed and wishes and stuff were, were put on hold for a second, but they're coming, I promise. And when that day eventually does come, it is one of those days in your life that is so priceless and, and something that you will truly never forget. Um, Something that you will cherish for the rest of your life and, and you will look back on it and be so you know grateful that you had that experience and and um i i know that it seems like such a long time um and you're you're so you know you're anticipating it but it'll come i promise you'll get there and i'm so excited to see all those future wishes that are that are being granted and that are waiting to be granted um and as far as people who want to help yeah, <laughs> you should. <laughs> um, you know, I've I've already had my wish and I want to help. I um, have hosted the Make-A-Wish Gala for Alaska and Washington twice uh, this year and last year. And this year we raised 2.2 million. Last year we raised 2.4. Um, and I am all about giving back. And so if this really resonated with you, that's what, that's the best advice I can give you is is volunteer Find, you know, some need and fill it. If you are a um, hairstylist, if you are a makeup artist, if you are a nail artist, if you are whatever you, you know, whatever your profession is, they need you to help grant wishes. So um, reach out to them via social media, via their website and figure out what you can do. Literally anything helps, whether it's donating your time donating your resources donating your skills or your money or whatever it is make a wish needs it and kids all around you know the country need you and um they they need wishes to keep them going and to to motivate them to keep going and you could be part of that reason for somebody so i highly encourage you to look into it
0: yeah. The, the point that you make about the different professions that you have, I think a lot of us look at Make-A-Wish and we go, oh, it's the celebrities helping out. It's the people in right. Rascal Flats. It's Taylor right. Swift stopping and taking her time. And we forget that the vast, vast majority are just regular everyday people that are submitting yeah. their time to help make sure that these things happen or, or that they're, they're built up. And so, so yeah, not you don't have to be a celebrity. You don't no. have to be a big name. You just be yeah. a person that's willing to help.
1: And you know that's that's so important because I I think you're absolutely right. People do see it. Make a wish is oh well I can't do anything. You know what mm. what am I going to do? How how could I help? One your money. <laughs> two <laughs> um, two if you do have some of those skills like um, people who kids who wish to go to Disney, um, kids who wish to be a movie star for a day, mm. kids who wish to you know whatever it is they need their hair done they need their makeup done they want their nails done they and Make-A-Wish like I said goes all out for these kids as they should um and I'm so grateful that they do but that's that's the beauty of it is that anybody anywhere can help I I um saw a story about a kid who wished to be a superhero for the day and the whole community helped um the whole community helped make this kid's wish a reality and make this kid's dream come true, and it was it was just so beautiful and so heartwarming and inspiring to see all these people coming together, no matter if they had the money to be able to help financially or if they had the skills to be able to help, um, like individually um, help this kid on his wish. But but just you know the damsel in distress <laughs> or or you know the the villain or you know whoever the regular everyday people were helping make this kids dream come true hmm. so it doesn't take a celebrity it takes people with kind hearts and people who want to help
0: um okay so one last thing before we go if somebody wants to follow along because clearly you have a career going on that is worth <laughs> following yeah. uh, how do how do people follow you do you have a website is should they just follow they you do. on social
1: I do have a website. My website is CassidyHuff.com. Um, super easy. <laughs> uh, and my social media is either Cassidy Huff, C-A-S as in snake, S as in snake, I-D as in dog, Y, or, um, Cass, C-A-S-S underscore Huff. Um, you know, there's uh, usually my handles are all the same. So if you search my full name, you'll find me. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I'm assuming it's also on your website. Also, for those that do want to uh, help out with Make-A-Wish directly, the website is wish.org. And here in Alaska or Washington, it's wish.org slash A-K-W-A. cast. thank you so much for joining me and telling me your story today.
1: Thank you, Doug. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor.
0: Yeah. And thank you for listening. Conversations is a public affairs program of the station.